There's too much emphasis on what's good for you, what's good for Johnny, what's good for Janie. Here, the higher good is the good of the core, as General MacArthur said in his farewell address at the point. The core, the core, the core. You are listening to Pada Bing, a podcast that breaks down every episode of The Sopranos one at a time. It's just me and Naya today. Hello. We're doing the season three finale, Army of One. Uh, it's an army of two today. <laughs> John is airbound. John is living his best life. Yeah, where is he? He's right just now? killing it. He's just living his best life. Damn. Getting engaged, setting wedding dates, barbecuing it. He's somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere in Elvis country. Love Hope it. he's having fun when he hears this. This episode was written by David Chase and Lawrence Connor. Naya, this, these are the two writers of Newark. Mm. The two guys. Interesting. Um, I don't know how I feel about it still. Directed by John Patterson. Are you going to get over this feeling? Or are you going to accept it? I don't think so. I'm not. I'm. I want to get on board with it. I've just. I, so we're not going to go opening night together. We can go. I'm just going to have to be drunk. I think, and just or maybe. Will you not. take offense if I say that I actually think I need to see it by myself? In you're like, going to go by yourself. Alone? Is that kind of weird? Yeah. Can I come and like sit a couple rows behind you? Yeah, would you do that for me? A hundred percent. If I said, Naya, I can't sit next to you because I don't want you to watch me cry. Well, I'd rather you sit by yourself because I'm going to be like, what is this? Like, I'm going to commentary the yeah. whole time. So True story. Let's I'm... go together and then sit separately. Fine. I- I'll see if I can stomach it to sit next to you. But if I can't, you- you'll give me that respect to let me just have a-, have a moment by myself. True story. I'm not saying this just because we're doing the pod together. I rented Castaway last night and I watched it with my son. I bought it on iTunes, you did? so we're, we're a step closer. Okay. Okay, the title, uh, Army of One, from Autopsy, the one in the slogan, was apparently a real slogan, and it's an acronym for officers, non-commissioned, and enlisted, the three types of Army soldiers. But he says that it has nothing to do with the title, but I thought that was a cool sort of factoid. Yeah. HBO Synopsis. In the season three finale, yet another academic misstep by AJ forces his parents to contemplate military school. Tony orders Ralph to deal personally with Jackie Jr., with the Jackie Jr. situation, and later seems to take Ralph's side in a money dispute with Polly. Duh. Once again, the family gathers in Artie Bucco's restaurant where Meadow reflects on being a soprano. Very repeat line episode. Yeah. A lot of stuff that we've heard before. Definitely. Comes back. Um, Did you love this episode? I loved it when I was younger. And I think the more I watch it, the more I don't like it for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. We're going to talk about the finale, the very final scene. The final scene kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. There's a really great pull quote from David Chase himself. He was literally fucking with us. Yeah, with, with the, the music, music choices. Um, one of my favorite Italian songs, not the Ungrateful Heart one, but Mal Femina is yeah. being played yeah. at the table. And that's like one of my favorite Italian songs because it's called Bad Woman. So we can both agree that it was like kind of like I wasn't like wowed like I was at the end of Whitecaps. Yeah. Or like I was at the end of All Due Respect. Yeah. When he escapes from the feds. And also because this season had such a couple really good episodes Amor in it. Faux. Yeah. Or even like Pine Barrens, like just. Yeah. But Amorfo felt like a finale mm-hmm. more than this with the Patsy's car pulling away. Yeah. We talked about it and like the cars passing by yeah. and, you know, it won't be cinematic. That could have been a finale. Totally. But that's also why this one, you know, you got to give David Chase some credit because it isn't so climactic and crazy and just some of the subtle things like meadow gets out of the restaurant at the end like symbolizes so much you saw what i saw right yeah her running across the street Mm -hmm. series finale that was like oh 
I she was running yeah, in the opposite yeah, direction, yeah, yeah. but her running through the street and oncoming tra- into oncoming traffic, we we see this again later. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I thought of it more like she gets out. She's out. AJ, no, AJ's I saw stuck. I saw the end of the show. <sighs> I didn't think of that. All right, let's go. Next. AJ's reading a comic book it made me think of there was a correlation between comic book reading and dipshitness or like <laughs> being a shitty like a derelict or something yeah uh, so he doesn't you don't see him reading much he can barely figure out how to do his homework Meadow's doing it for him that was an interesting observation AJ's friend pees on the wall then AJ does again it's just stupid teenage shit were they hiding down there yeah right I'm still amazed uh, knowing what I know about you and your like you know your uh, confidence in high school compared to mine I don't know how the fuck you can stake out a high school teacher's office and go in and steal the exam. Yeah. That's just all so aggressive to me. Yeah, that's... Peeing on a wall is like the <laughs> least of the offenses, which I which I would never even come near. Yeah. Have you ever... Did you ever squat behind the bleachers and go to the bathroom in, at school? Like I... This is a TMI, but I definitely go to the bathroom in weird places. I actually went in my car the other day in a cup. I just... I've done that before, yeah. too. But how do you do that? Skill. Is it... Is it... It's like skill. Is it... It's organized? Just, is it like neat? It's organized until it's suddenly not organized, and then oh you have to freak God. out. But I'm usually hydrated. So were it's you okay. in traffic? No, I was. I was like trying to find a place to pee, and no one would let me in. And I even sometimes I'm like, I'm pregnant. Please let me in. And like I'm like, you're turning down a pregnant woman. So they, then I, and they do that? Yes. Wow. They're like, this yoga studio is just for yogis. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So I had to pee. In a Are cup. you picky about where you go? Does Fuck it, no. When I have to pee, I gotta pee. Okay, so you'll go to like a road, like a, like but a I never, rest area in a, on a Yeah, freeway. but I never peed in my school like that. Okay. Yeah, th- Punched a me, chapel window, though. You see, I remember yeah. that. The audacity given his personality and what we know of him to this point is pretty interesting is all I'm going to say. It's also crazy he found the test first drawer. It almost doesn't fit. No. It also just was such an interesting parallel to see AJ and his friend and then cut to, to Jackie. It was like so blatantly like these are the younger generation version of... Cut to mm-hmm. Jackie Jr. shacking up at the Boonton Holiday Inn. Welcome to the Boonton Holiday Inn. You'll be safe here. There was a comedian that was here. His name is Ari Spears. He was in Jerry Maguire. Okay. He's a Sopranos fan. He was on the pod. Amazing. I'm going to attach that conversation to this episode. Great. Um, I asked him if he thought that Ray Ray, who's uh, Michael K. Williams, if he thought that Michael K. Williams sold out. Uh, mm. Jackie. That's my theory. Nobody agrees with me, but he looks at him when he opens the door and he's like, welcome to the Booten Holiday Inn. Like, I already told Tony and the guys of where you are. Because Silvio knows where he is. Yeah. Everybody just knows where he is. And is is that, am I just taking that for granted or did this guy sell him out? I bet the Italian kid sold him out that put him there. Okay. I wouldn't think the guy from or, The Wire or, would. Or, or the easy answer is that Vito... And mm, Furio yeah. were just following his ass. Yeah, they know. I and bet they, it was the Italian kid, though. Yeah, so it wasn't this guy. I don't think so. His body language, it throws me, and it could be a red herring. But He's from I'm, The Wire, right? Yeah, Omar from The Wire. Good actor, decorated actors, uh, regular on uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. He was in The Night Of, okay. which is James Gandolfini's production. Uh, he was a um, ex, he was a con, but he was an ex-boxer. I like him. Great Such a actor. cool look. His, Such a cool whenever, look. Every time he's in a, a shot, you're just like drawn to him. Yeah, it's because of the scar, which yeah. happened because of natural causes. Not natural causes, but he got sliced by a razor. And he wasn't getting roles, I read, before the accident. But after the accident, he became in demand. Oh, my God. And if you actually look at the scar, I mean, like I have a scar on my lip, and it's like all weird, and I have one up here, and, and it's all weird. Yeah. But his is like, it's almost like art. 
Interesting. The way that he I'm got sliced. Go you have to look at it. It's like perfect in a way that a scar can be, right? <laughs> He's also been nominated for Emmys twice. Interesting. Michael K. Williams. Cut from the Boonton Holiday Inn to Green Fucking Grove. I can't emphasize enough how much I love the cuts. Well, they just said you'll be safe in here. But yes. it's like Green Grove isn't safe either. Right. That's a great catch. And then just the social messaging of it, like you go from the projects to a retirement community. Totally. It's so ironic on so many levels. Uh, Polly's mother, Marianucci Galtieri, okay? Uh, It's premature to talk about her too much uh, for people that haven't seen it. But she is played by the actress, actor, Francis Ensemplare, died in 2017 at the age of 83. Uh, that's Sammy Kahn, one of my favorites, she says. Birth name of that guy is Samuel Cohen. Do you know anything about him? No. He's a famous Broadway lyricist. Interesting. And he won four Oscars. And his most famous song, which will be a trivia question, is Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Interesting. I didn't know that. Sammy Kahn, he changed it from Samuel Cohen to Sammy Kahn to not compete with someone else in the industry at that time. Fair enough. You will never have to worry about that. And I will never have to worry about that. (laughs) Totally. Um, so the thing about his mom, though, is that she's so grateful to be there. Yeah. And the contrast between her and Livia. Do you make anything of that? Is there, are there? Have you seen the two sides of Italian moms? Like, are there two versions? And is she one of them? Or is that a little weird? Well, I think also not giving away too much about knowing certain things about her. Yeah. I think that plays in a little bit okay. Okay. to why she's a, such a grateful mother. Thank, thankful. And thankful and grateful. But, yeah, there's some, I mean, she still plays the classic Italian mother who's like, oh, this is too much. I can't, you know, like guilting them to doing too much. But she really wants that shit. Yeah. It's interesting how they chose this episode to do that. Because then you even see Tony frustrated a little bit later when he's talking to Polly about it. And he's like, it's a retirement, like, just he seems jealous that his mom's or Polly's mom is giving him validation and thanks. And like, that's not what Tony got. You could sense a little frustration in yeah. him. I have two thoughts on why they did it. Why? Season finales are always a great way to incorporate the past storylines. That's true. Okay. So Green yeah. Grove is back in the mix. And also, you're setting up a new future plot point for mm. the story going forward into season four Polly and his mother. Right. Yeah, that's so very true. The great, the best place to do that is on a season finale, and this happens a lot. This is not the first person that we were introduced to. We're going to yeah. be introduced to Danielle in a few minutes. That's also why he needs the money. Yes, yeah. which we learned. Yeah, again, great little story point. Um, cut to the Soprano kitchen table. Mm. Carm's worried about Roe. She believes this is the one dichotomy with Carmela that drives me crazy. She believes the drug story, um, or maybe she doesn't. You can tell me otherwise. He was dealing drugs though, wasn't he? Also, yeah, but who isn't dealing drugs at that <laughs> like at that age? Like obviously, I wasn't. I don't know what anything smells like. But like everybody's a was a dealer back then. If you had an extra stash, the person yeah. that I got shrooms from when I was yeah. in college, believe it or not, I have done shrooms. Oh my god! The person that I got them from wasn't a dealer. Yeah, he's like he was one of my sweet mates in my building. Who's like, hey, I have an extra dose quantity yeah. of. Uh, shrooms do you want it and i'm like sure like uh, how much does it cost and he's like i don't know 50 bucks and yeah. so i give you know like know. everybody and especially someone like him he's he's dealing right but he's not I mean, meadow he's, meadow yeah. could have been dealing. doling it out yeah totally right? i guess you're right yeah so i didn't see it as that but she's so surprised you know she's in this life to me it's a little crazy 
the thing that I have to say about this is that she's equally amazing at taking things at face value Mm -hmm. like that and then seeing through the bullshit about when Tony's working late. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She can be, she can be like, oh, wow, the poor boy on one hand, but then like you were out till three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know? So anyway. It's interesting though also because she chooses when she wants to judge things. Like she didn't really want Meadow to date Jackie because she kind of looks down at Roe and thinks Jackie's not that like cultured and you know somebody like us. So it's it's I think she's always kind of had her nose in the air about Rosalie April yeah. in some weird way. Yeah. And like the whole family. Uh, she's her friend but she kind of mm-hmm. judges her friend. Women do that and they tend to do that. I feel like it happens more than you realize. It does. That's why women, I mean, obviously there's there's a lot of uh, obstacles it, why we all don't run the world, but girls are competitive still sometimes. Is it a, are they frenemies? They're frenemies. Or yeah. is, or she I or mean, is Charmaine and Carmela a better description of frenemy. No, I think actually Charmaine's a better friend than Carmela is to Rosalie April in some fucked up way Charmaine, she's Charmaine's a better friend to Carm. Carmela. Yeah, she tells it like it is. She's at least being honest I up made front. choices. Yeah. Okay. Cut to Silvio lighting a cig close up. Why'd you love that so much? I just love the choice, the frame. It could be a digital short. Mm. <laughs> just watching each cast member light up, close up, and then have the frame fill up with smoke. Totally. That could be a digital short. Really In a modern can. day 2019 Sopranos, if they released that as like bonus content, I'd pay $1.99 a month for it. Fair. Um, have you ever, when you do light up, mm-hmm. do you try to be Sopranos-esque? Like, 100% always. Right? Yeah. And you're always thinking about one of the characters, probably most likely Tony. But even when Carmela lights up in the in the front yard, secretly, so good. she lights up like a pro. I know. Chrissy lights up my favorite Chrissy's way. Chrissy's the... He is a real The smoker. most recent one that I posted... That is like if 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 I was like I'm, I kind of am a fanboy, but like if I was in college, I would make that a poster. Why can't can't we print that out? And I would put you could print it out. Okay. And I would put it up on my wall because that is a frame. It's beautiful. That's a fucking. I frame. like giggle to myself. No, but the outfit, the whole just the shot selection, and then he looks over yeah. his shoulder because he has to go walk the bridge, which we'll get to. So good. So the Silvio lighting a cigarette close up before a sit down with Ralph and Polly, the one before the big sit down with Tony, obviously. This scene was really cool because you could cut the tension in the air with a knife. Totally. And it was all in Polly's eyes. Yeah. The way he was staring at Ralphie. Ralphie's phone rings. That was my favorite. One of my low key favorite like vignettes in the show is the conversation within a conversation. Yeah. It's me, Tony. It's actually Vito. It's like we talked about off mic. When you need to do something, let me know and I'll, yeah. and I'll call you to bail you out. <laughs> Aziz Ansari talks about we this. We did just decide, decide to do that. That's so funny. Yeah, no, we decided to do it because sometimes you need to get out of a date. Yeah. Or you need to get off the phone. Totally. Have you done it before, by the way? Or have you been on the... I've done it before, yeah. For somebody? Or have you had someone... No, I've had someone do it Pull you me. out. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's a common thing. In, in, in Master of None, Aziz Ansari, same thing. He's on a date, and all of a sudden, the phone rings, and and she bails. I don't know. There's a term for it. I'm too old to know the term, but it's like, get me out of this date. If I text you, that means I need, like, an escape button. Totally. And I feel like in the dating culture of today, it's like a super common thing. It's a eject button. Totally. You know? So anyway, Ralphie does it to fuck with Polly. Do you think he does it to fuck with Polly because he doesn't want to deal with the situation of no. talking about it? Or he's just doing it to show he says it's a power play. He could care less about 50 grand. Because especially he's like, oh, I'm not doing anything right now. 
He just got 300K delivered to Tony. Crazy. He took a big chunk of that money. That is not an insignificant amount of money. Yeah. Okay? He doesn't give a fuck about 50 Gs. What he does care about, though, is driving the knife in, and he's doing it to Paulie. It's working. He knows you're only as good as your last envelope, and he's showing that. And then the fact that Paulie believes it, and Paulie doesn't call bullshit, is amazing. It It really is. Paulie eats it. It's a great scene. No one talks about it enough. I wanted to make sure we gave it its due. Cut to Jackie calls Tony. Ouch. He wants help. Uh, We learned he can't play chess. And what am I always saying about chess, Naya? You're always fucking talking about chess. Tony Soprano's playing chess, not checkers. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's how Katie and I bonded. Really? We went to Starbucks. I was too nervous to ask her out on a real date. So you asked asked, her to Starbucks to play chess? I asked her to go to Starbucks. (laughs) I asked her to go to Starbucks after work because we worked together. And we went to Starbucks and we had coffee. And in my backpack, I had a chess board. And I literally asked her, I was like, we were sitting there and I was like, do you want to play chess? And she was like, sure. I'm a little rusty. I don't remember. I might not remember all the moves. Um, But she played chess with me and she didn't judge me. And I have two children. Oh my God. You know, like, that's crazy. It's a true story. I love chess. That's why I talk about it. But like, if she had said no, or yeah. she, she had said, like, what the fuck is chess? Yeah. You have a chess game in your backpack, loser? It, it, that, that alone right there should have disqualified Yellow me. flag. I admit it. I should have been disqualified. It was a super random thing. But the truth is what I used to do back then, and you lived in the city so you know, yeah. I carried it with me because I would go to the park and I would sit down and play across the table from, like, random people. Yeah. Did like you a, ever go to that place in Washington Square Park? Washington the, Square the Park chess all store? the time. Yeah. Not the store. Or oh, like I've been the, to the store. The one where everyone's playing too? Yeah. They're playing outside of NYU. Yeah. I would sit down there and I would play. Wow. So in on that when I was on the East Coast, they had a couple of places in DC where I lived where if you had the chessboard and you just sat it up and you sat there and you like read or you did whatever, People someone would just, come down oh and sit God. and play. So it wasn't that weird. Yeah. But it was kind of like super uncool to be like, hey baby. Yeah. You want to play chess? I got a portable chess kit right it's here. It's bad enough that the first date was at Starbucks. Oh. And then it, we ended up playing chess. And we ended up playing for like several hours. There have been better dates since then. We learned Furio and Vito already know that Jackie's in the housing project in Boonton. So does Silvio. That surprised me. Why haven't they done anything? Because Tony's just waiting for Ralphie? It's Well, Tony hasn't made the order yet. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it makes yeah. sense. Remember, because Christopher's pissed. Christopher wanted to take him out right then and there. And, Paul, and Tony said, you don't have to love me, but you will respect me. Yeah. So everybody's waiting for Tony, which I have some questions about coming up. Okay. I still think that Ray Ray is the one that made a deal. He got a little bit of juice, got a little bit of funding, and he said, hey, this guy's shacked up with me. But that's, it's probably 100% inaccurate, but no one has pinpointed why it's so obvious that they just know. It could have been Furio followed him. It's obviously a subtlety that the writers don't want to spell out, but I find the connection interesting. It is interesting. Ralphie gets Tony 300K, which we just mentioned from the Esplanade. This is not a small sum of money. Sheesh. A lot of money, especially by North Jersey mob standards. Yeah. For a single haul. That's for a one, one haul. Okay? A lot of money. Tony mentions an expression about dealing with Jackie. Refers to a timely fashion. Um, if you want to be really dorky and really reachy, time, three o'clock, mm-hmm. timely fashion. But Tony's passing the buck. Tony is pushing it onto Ralphie. Um, he's kind of sarcastic about Jackie with Ralph. I still don't get it. I still haven't gotten satisfaction from this. Do you have a thought on what the gamesmanship is 
that is happening here. He's clearly playing chess, which we've already right. established, not checkers. Right. But what do you make of him punting the ball on what to do with Jackie and Ralphie? Why not just say, fucking kill him? Why is he making Ralphie make the choice? Because it's a lose-lose, you know? Like, it's, it's like, be careful what you wish for. You want it to be captain, but it actually comes with all this shit, and now you got to kill Rosalie April's kid. Just meaning it's a shitty situation either way you go, you know? And I think Tony's like, it's, I wouldn't want to be dealt that decision either because yeah. like no matter what you choose it sucks yeah i there's something but he's, going he on. is fucking with him there's something going on he's, he's kind of like with him. belittling him yeah or daring him almost yeah or like you know we, everyone will support you if you decide what to do like you know that's that's not genuine weird no of course that's not super disingenuous mm. cut to ray ray's place mm. jackie's learning chess now from a little girl which is kind of ironic i know not, not that little girls can't be good at chess but no just where he is and trying and... to rush through life and be like a know-it-all totally uh that was kind of symbolic who his opponent was uh ray ray's line yo i think you're done for we just started yeah, but the way she's developing her nights. I win again. I see you should have played that out. That's the only way you're going to learn. Nice little foreshadowing. That's awful. Hit you on the head foreshadowing, but still nice writing nonetheless. You should have played that out. That's the only way you're going to learn. I know. That's, did you watch The Wire? You know, I never watched The Wire. That's Omar. I started The He's Wire, Omar. but I it's not funny enough for me. It's like I, oh, I leave humor. it. It's too yeah. depressing. You come at the king, you best not miss. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. But didn't you take this kind of like you got to play to learn kind of like how Jackie has been trying to figure out the mob? Yeah. He didn't really learn he it the right way. He tried to jump. Way. So yeah. the piece that he moved he on the He trying to play board, checkers with the chess piece. He's trying to, yes. There you go. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But the, the pawn can only move two spaces on the first move. He's trying to jump. He's a pawn. Yeah. He's clearly a pawn 100%. in real life. He's trying to move three steps. Yeah. And a little girl saying, yo, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> hold up. And that's so, it's such a subtle thing. But in The Wire, they have a big section on chess too. Interesting. There's a guy that explains chess and how this life is a game of chess, yo. Life is this and life is that. And it's actually very poetic. That's why I'm going to actually research like all yeah. the movies that talk about chess. Because it is, you have to think about what your opponent's doing. And you have to anticipate their next move. Totally. And, and Jackie's just, he can't do it. I know. Not Tony can. House. Even Artie says, you saw this 10,000 steps ahead. That's a subtle nod to mm -hmm. chess. Okay. So... Before Ray Ray's place, AJ's in the principal's office. Mm -hmm. I want to make, I made a mistake. Ralphie and Tony are talking about Jackie Jr., right? Mm -hmm. From there, you cut to AJ in the principal's office. Yeah. Okay? He's cheating. There's a DNA test for urine. Most people would have taken that at face value, but Meadow's going to teach us a lesson later on. Yep. But then you cut to a mugshot of Junior in the FBI's office. Yeah. This is important so good. because the FBI is now full circle. We haven't seen or talked about them since the first episode of this season, Mr. Ruggiero's Neighborhood. True. Another example of bringing back past things in finales. 
right? So on theme. They're back at it. Junior is healthy enough to sit for trial, we learn. His cancer is in remission. Great way to reintroduce this other aspect of the show, right? FBI is relevant again. We haven't been thinking about them since the season premiere. Archie Banners. Did you catch that reference? Yeah, I didn't know who that was. Okay, I tried to find it out too quickly today. I didn't. If anybody knows, shout us out. The idea to tag Adriana, though, is what's important here. It surfaces. There's going to be a new big pussy. (sighs) Essentially, the old big pussy's dead. I know. They need a new big pussy, and it happens to be Adriana La Serva. So depressing. Her fate, agree or disagree, Naya, is kind of foreshadowed here. 100%. If the FBI's going to sink their teeth into somebody, and we know what happened to the last person they sunk their teeth into, it's fair to assume... This is not going to end well, Mm-mm. especially if we use the Big Post storyline as precedent. Yeah. Okay, so we are introduced to the FBI. We just did Ray Ray's place, so now I'm going to jump down okay. to Jackie's dead man walking moment. Where is he going? Did you see that movie, by the way? Yeah, Sean Penn? Yes. Sears and Sarandon? Love Sean Penn. So good. Eddie Vedder uh, soundtrack. Where is he going? You tell me. I don't know. Did someone set it up to be like, oh, we got to go meet someone? He said he's going to go meet somebody, but why is he walking alone? Was he? Yeah, he was alone. He's walking alone. Here's my problem. I have a big fucking problem with this scene. Yeah, I think they set him up. Pun intended. Yeah. I have a big <laughs> fucking problem. Big pun. Okay. I still cannot understand how Vito snuck up on him like that. Yeah, you would hear him I struggling always, breathing. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like this was another knock or dig on the Jackie character. Yeah. Okay? One last jab from David Chase that the biggest, slowest, most obvious in the game is the one you got, got by. Yeah. It bothered me. Yeah. How did he not know? Like, and how are you not looking over your shoulders? If Tony goes comes out of a urinal, he's looking over his shoulder. Yeah. And it's like the life you chose, right? Well, that's Jackie for that's you. Jackie. Rest in peace. C'est la vie. On to the next. Yeah. As uh, Jay-Z would say. Ralph takes toothpaste and toothbrush out of his drawer in a subsequent scene when he sees Vito after the shooting. What was that? He's going to see another girl. Tony in the low main. Ugh. I've been dreaming of that fucking low main all the way to fuck over here. Now who came in here and ate my shit? Great line. Been there. Have you had that moment? Of course. Someone eats your fucking shit? I have that moment every day when I go home. (laughs) I yesterday, uh, Katie made banana bread and Sammy crushed that shit. And when I got home, there was very little banana bread left. And it's the banana bread with the pecans in it. Mm, that's good. Oh man. And I said, I didn't say it to him, but I, I did say in my head, who ate my fucking banana bread? <laughs> Great scene. He's especially tense yeah. is the point I want to make there though. Polly wants a sit down. Given Tony's temperament, a lot of balls. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Paulie's really bothered by Richie, so much so that Ralphie. he's... Ralphie. Uh, Ralphie, thank you. So much so, that's a Freudian slip, by the mm. way. So much, because of Richie, I love Richie. So much so that he's willing to fucking put himself in harm's way with Tony when Tony's in 
like a really mentally unstable. Yeah. I don't even think Polly knows it all the way. He's so self-absorbed. He's, there you go. I was going to ask you that. Is Polly all about Polly? I think always, you said that. Always about Polly. Yeah. Will Polly step over? He'd make a mistake without even realizing it. Yeah. That's his that's his problem. The fact that he's come so close to fucking fucking it up for himself and get away with it is so crazy to me. It's, even like talking to Johnny Sack suddenly we see that's going to Well, Johnny Sack that's a whole other thing. Johnny Sack's fucking with him. 100%. Johnny Sack is doing what we hate. And Polly's just unloading. He doesn't even notice that he could be being played here. He doesn't recognize it. Uh, what does Junior say? Some people are so far behind the race they think they're ahead. Classic thing. Love that line. He's so caught up in himself, and given what happened on Pine Barrens, the balls to try to like yeah. agitate with Tony, it blows me away to this day. You can tell Paulie's really bothered and he's not letting up. In a way, he's almost hurting himself. Yes. Like, go out and deliver 300K to Tony, and then you have some standing. Yeah. Right? Totally. You're only as valuable as your last envelope, kind of thing. Guys are taking bets on the Super Bowl, the Giants and Ravens. That was so long ago that I don't even remember that Super Bowl, which is kind of sad because that's how old I am, uh, or we are collectively. The Super Bowl was a massive part of the show in this episode in particular in terms of background activity, ambient noise, and later a big twist at Jackie's funeral. By the way, have you ever been to traditional, like an Italian funeral like that and had, obviously not a mob-related funeral, but like had a low turnout? Like, is that, like, in a front? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you been to a funeral where you expected more people and it was actually kind of, like, empty? Yes, but it was due to certain circumstances. Family feuds or? A bit of family feuds and also my grandmother actually died on 9-11. So they couldn't fly from Italy to Connecticut. Like the actual 9-11, yeah, she, 2001. Yeah, she wow. passed away in the hospital because of everyone was watching the Twin Towers so nobody paid attention to her <laughs> really yeah it's really fucked in up. italy no in connecticut in connecticut and all my mom's family um uh, couldn't fly over from italy your mom's mom my mom's mom's like family yeah who's still but in it italy. was your mom's mom that passed away yes wow but a very italian and usually go to a restaurant like this and it's very Corey, i like how Corey these Grata yeah comes out yeah also, he was plugging his album. That's why I think he's saying that. Yes, he did. Which he I actually, own. You actually own it? Yeah. He has two albums. So Do you good. have them both? Yeah, they're good. They're good? They were, they're they not on, bad. They're, are they on Spotify? I don't know if they're on Spotify. He has a good voice. He's got a great voice. I like his voice. But it was depressing to see the turnout. Yeah. We'll get there. Carmela calls the bing. She's mm. crying. This is the part that you mentioned earlier. Yes. AJ gets expelled, but we totally think it's about Jackie. Yeah, so good. Misdirection. Why? Why? Because... Because life is crazy, and because David Chase is a genius, the writer, yeah, and because this is his way of getting a, a not a cheap thrill, but this is his way of basically saying everybody's brain he's he's mocking us, yeah, our brains are trained on Jackie because it's been Jackie, 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 and we know that he just died. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about AJ. I'm gonna talk about AJ. For but a little bit. isn't AJ and Jackie interchangeable? They're parallel. No, they're not interchangeable. But isn't AJ a younger version of Jackie? How are we going to save this kid? Because it's going to happen the same. He could end up the same way Jackie did. Yeah. I, honestly, the, the answer to that question is actually pretty easy. Tony has the resources that his family never had. Yeah. How are you going to save the kid is keep him in good schools. Yeah. And keep him out of the street. Yeah. That's how you save him. Well, we'll see if that plays out. But uh, what do you... Okay, sorry. No, well, go ahead. Go ahead. What, you know how when Melfi asked Tony, I might have be skipping ahead, about how, oh, he wouldn't last a day, AJ, in my world. Yeah. 
Do you think if that question was asked to Tony about Jackie, he would say he would be able to hang in the mob? He has a better chance. You think? He's not in the starting lineup, but he could definitely be on the bench. Yeah. I mean, he tried. He tried. He tried to be on the bench. He took down a card game. Yeah. I don't think that AJ, given what we know of him now, I don't think he's, I don't see him taking down a card game in his future. (laughs) And obviously, given what we already know about everything, it's just not his trajectory. Yeah. He's a product of suburban, domestic, safe environments. Yeah. He goes to, we both went to Catholic schools. Yeah. That type of activity doesn't exist. Yeah. There might be one or two, which is why I'm so shocked that they're like urinating inside and they're breaking into offices. Like I legitimately went to people that feared God. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm serious. They feared God. And so, like, they didn't want to do anything yeah. to come between them and salvation. Yeah. So. It's so interesting because Chrissy even's like, oh, it's better. It's okay for Jackie, but not me. Like, it's just this interesting. Chrissy's bitter. Chrissy's wanted out since the beginning. I know. Chrissy had an out so in the pilot. Sad. I know. I, but if he, if he was out, we wouldn't have had him for 85 episodes. Fair. But he's the character that I think most of us relate to for that reason. Mm-hmm. Because it's one foot in, one foot out. Like, we're curious about the show. We love the show. But we also want to be able to GTFO because there's a lot about it that's just not good. Yeah. You know? AJ gets expelled, but we totally think it's about Jackie. Mm -hmm. Fun device to set up the viewer, and it works every time. We're looking at those brochures, Tony says. This is such a great metaphor for so many, I don't know about you, Naya, but for me, for so many life exchanges. Mm. I can't quite articulate quite what, but it conjures up the push and pull of domestic life so potently. Okay? Uh, Just in the Palm Springs analogy, there were three different options. And there's like two different activities, and I don't want to do this activity. And I literally said, we're looking at the brochures. <laughs> but I didn't even think that it was this. I love it. It's just like we're looking, because what you do. Like, yeah. We have options. We're going to look at the brochures. Yeah. So I love that line. Play it here. You got school brochures. Yeah, from Janice. She was going to send Harper there, but she didn't have the money, and it was too fucking late. I'm not sending him away. We're looking at those brochures. We're introduced to Marie, Rose's sister. Love her. She calls to tell Carm. So we finally get the news. Carmela gets the news about Jackie. Then AJ calls Meadow, a little bit of telephone going on here, yeah. to tell her about Jackie. Yeah. You think they you think they portrayed the sadness well? I think they portrayed the confusion well that okay. I think is deep sadness without realizing it. Yeah, I think it's when a- you're have you ever lost someone that young? Yeah, I have, but uh, it's shock. They're in mm-hmm. shock. And when you're in shock, you don't you don't show the full range of emotions. Totally. Cut to Melfi's office. Another use of the environs of therapy to ruminate on his kids. Mm-hmm. First thing we hear about is Jackie, 22 years old, living in a housing project. Uh, he paints a picture of the kid, but, you know, again, I kind of felt sorry for Jackie there. He's kind of, like, justifying what happened. Yeah. Even though Jackie made his own bet, okay? But it's just sort of like, it's the tease of the writing that makes you actually sympathize with shitty people. Uh, this is no different. On his kids, Melfi asks him what he wants for them which is something that you just mentioned a moment ago. On Meadow, Tony says, the important thing is that she get far away from me. This goes back to the whole thing we've been saying since the beginning. Tony favors Meadow, and Meadow is more like him than anybody else. Yeah. And then on AJ, in my business, which you pointed out, forget it, he'd never make it. Do you agree? For sure. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Um, but to extend this theory even farther and to, like, reiterate it, because I've said it in the past and I got some blowback for it, I feel like Meta would be a really great boss. A woman boss. Yeah. If she was given the chance. She would figure out what to do. I mean, she's 
even drunk figures out how to get up and get out of the Vesuvios. Like, even that for me is a symbol of she wants to get out physically. Yeah. Is, mm. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how we see that differently. Yeah. It's really interesting. And at the end, AJ's got, uh, Tony's got his hand on AJ's neck. Like, he's, like, holding him still there. Like a like dog. He's stuck, yeah. Yeah. Cut to Meadow in bed, sad. She doesn't believe the killing was drugs. Mm-mm. Look at who he grew up with, she says. Again, nothing gets past her. Tony says it himself. Yep. Carmela and the Boogeyman, great little piece of dialogue, reminds me of a band called Echo and the Bunny Men. Ooh, never Just sharing, nothing there. Yeah. Good band, though. <laughs> Cut to AJ at military school. Uh, the green, I love this scene, by the way. I love this actor. It's so hard to watch him because he's from those horror movies, Saw. The Saw. I just kept hearing, you want to play a game, He's AJ? He's the guy. Yeah. yeah. He's the guy. It's fucking frightening. You slack in life. <laughs> um, have you seen all of them or did you stop? I after, saw like, them all. Really? They get worse and worse, but they're just so... The first one... First one is scared amazing. Scared the shit out first of me. First one is amazing. That's how I judge my life. Like, if I go off wagon, like, say I'm like... I know I'm slacking or, like, I'm, like, lying a little bit more than usual or just, like, doing something. I think of what that guy, if he would pick me. Yeah. Like, Naya, you've been slacking and lying to people in your life. Like... That's a really it's t- good impression. Yeah, but it's like, that's how you know you're, if you're being a shithead. Yeah. If that guy's going to come after you. Because he only picks people that are, like, not really fulfilling. What, that, is that the premise again? Yeah, the premise is people that are, like, shitty and don't value their lives. Because his whole part was he was dying of terminal cancer, so he wished he could live. So instead he found people that were being fucking ungrateful and didn't really want to live. Like, drug addicts, like, taking advantage of their life. And he would put them in situations like, let's see if you really want to fucking live. Great fucking premise. Yeah. I need to watch that again. So good. And he, because he has cancer, he's so fucking mad. Mm-hmm. He wants to take out his he wants to take out his rage on cancer on these yeah. people. And the people that he tortures them. Yeah. And then they have to decide if they want to live or not and what they do to live and like get their life back. And then what's as the the uh series continues, a lot of them like thank him and think he's a god because they've like changed his life and they like, you know, become his minions. But when I see him in this episode, I'm just like, fuck, I can't. <laughs> Um, the grenade on his desk is very telling. <laughs> Major Zwingli is his name. Yeah. What's missing from all of the analogies he says? Television is what's missing, which is a great David Chase attack on the medium in which he's working and operating in. I love that. He's again, it's so double edged. Yeah, that is such a David Chase line. Yeah, he I fucking hates think, TV. I miss that. Yeah. And this is the this is the hand that feeds him. Yeah. You know, but HBO is not TV. It's HBO, right? Mm-hmm. Not TV. It's HBO. The officer reminds me of Chase, actually, in in kind of demeanor and look. I can see that. The actor is Tobin Bell, probably best known for being, as Naya said, the bad guy in the Saw movie franchise. He's giving me a little Clint Eastwood too. Yeah, he has a little Clint Eastwood there, but he very much his profile is very like. I feel like him and David had like a nice little bro hug when they cast him. I bet he like was drinking chamomile tea and he's harmless. He just looks like such oh, a fucking... Well, his voice is super oh. austere, man. He lights a cig yeah. when he talks to the parents and then he pulls up a window. To me, the note that I had there was this is the epitome of zero fucks given guy. <laughs> okay? Like, yeah, yeah. who does that? I don't know. He's 
super confident. In a way, he's more man Mm -hmm. than Tony Soprano. Oh, of course. Tony looks like AJ. Yeah. He looks like a child. He lights up in front of him, rolls up a window, the core, the core, the core. Okay? Like, it's so good. It was such a brief role, but you'll never forget. Like, you'll forget the priest. The priest last episode, the the African-American one that's getting his PhD. You'll never forget the Dr. Krakow. No. He was, this guy was like a Dr. Krakow figure. Two minutes of screen time, but you'll never forget him. What do you think he represents? He represents... Like on a nerdy symbolism level. He represents the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. He represents discipline. Some people are so far gone, mm-hmm. they need to get. They need to go to the other polar extreme. But he represents good. He represents the discipline and education is good. I dated so, a boy who went to military school and he opened doors for me and pulled out his chairs. It's manners. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with fucking manners. Nothing wrong There's with manners. There's nothing wrong man. with manners. Opening doors, uh, even if you're a feminist. Now, I know. I was just going to say, no, now girls like, hey, man, I no, can but, open my own fucking door. It's but like, I'm going to ask I don't that. Give like, a fuck. Isn't it okay still to be? It's so charming. To be, I don't think he's opening the door for me because he doesn't think I can open it for myself. Right. That's the difference. It's courtesy. Yes. It's actually letting you into the building before you go in. Yeah. You know, so that the person can get to where they need to get to one step faster. Manners. Anyway, in manners. Thank you. And we're missing manners in society. And this that's what this guy represents. Be an army of one, mm-hmm. he says. The title, of course, which, which we mentioned is the acronym. The thing that I really liked and that I kind of am having a hard time with still okay. is the line where he says, we've given too many options I love this to line. our kids. I think you do. I think you've already talked about this too. No wonder they're confused. I got to say, I kind of agree and disagree with the statement. There's a lot of truth in it. It's a little old school, but it resonates for some reason, certainly more now than it did then. And I'm not a get off my lawn kind of guy. Why is you disagree with it? Because I like the fact that we have options. I like the fact that you, when, if you're coming up in this world today and you don't know what you want to study or you're not, you're not relegated to biology or English or, or drama, there's like super niche focused, you know, even within jazz, right? There's at least four, there's probably four sub majors that you could specialize in. So that's because of the world that we live in. Choices are good. Of course. Okay, but then the problem is when you have too many choices, you spin like a top and nothing happens. So that's the the balance. Yeah. Having choice is a good thing to a point, but not having choices makes you basically an image of your parents and who wants, that's that's also awful. Yeah. So that's why I have a problem with it. I don't want my kid to have a million choices, but I'd like them to have like 35. Yeah. Do that make sense? It makes sense. That's why I feel like 35, we can winnow down to like three. But like 10 million, then it's paralysis by analysis, whatever the saying is. Well, it ends up being, at least for me, I agree with you, but to me it ends up being all back to the parent or the coping mechanism of what happens when you decide, like, you just quit the football team. Or what happens when you get in trouble, how are you reprimanded? Like, it's all the follow-through. And that's where it's like the coping mechanism. Now we give kids all, like, participant ribbons. Like, no one really learns how to deal with, like, not being good at something. So they can just switch to something else. Yeah. So there's no real dedication or discipline whatsoever. Fuck trophies, man. Yeah. That's a big problem. That's the issue. Sammy just got his participation award, though, for soccer, and I was actually really happy, even though he's not very good uh, at soccer. But Um, it's crazy because even, I mean, personally, growing up doing piano competitions, like, I wouldn't win, and I would be devastated. But I look back now, and, like, if I, now when people give me criticism or if I listen back to, like, a performance, I'm like, eh, I could have done better. Yeah. I'm not so emotionally charged with failing or not being 
the best at something because that's life. You're, you're not going to be good at everything you do. It makes you work harder. My mom was like, you missed that B flat. I'm like, mom, I just won an award for voice. She's like, you missed that B flat. <laughs> Your mom's like a hardcore mom then. Oh, yeah. She was like my... That's good. You kind of yeah. need that. The, well, that's uh, what I'm saying. The yin you to need... the yang of your mom and dad, because your dad wasn't so hardcore. No, my dad wouldn't even. Yeah, so you had. He was had... looking at the wrong girl. He thought I the, in the dance recitals he was watching the wrong girl the whole time. My mom was like, "No, Nia's over here." Oh my god! <laughs> did you watch Whiplash the movie? I love Whiplash. That did was like you, my life. Yeah. Did you resonate with that movie? Yeah, that's basically like when I went to the new school jazz conservatory. That's yeah. what we did. This army of one thing bothers Tony. He's Why? concerned about mutiny. He mm. says. Audie Murphy was an army of one. Audie Murphy was the most decorated combat soldier in World War II. I felt like that kind of was a good thing, not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. reference nonetheless, just putting it out there for the listeners. Back at home, the Kuzumano's Binky. You'd think that was AJ? The way James Gandolfini delivers that priceless. is priceless. And you don't need the writing is so genius, the economy of words that I always harp on. And it, it, the Kuzumano's Binky. You know in those two words that they have a dog, his name is Binky, and there's this backstory about AJ possibly killing him. It's Amazing. Also, it's just also just interesting to hear Tony say the word Binky. Binky. Well, that's yeah. the comedy. With in like it, right? real empathy. Barry Brazelton mm-hmm. uh, is the name is mentioned. Tony and Carmela have a pretty big fight. This is a pretty powerful fight. Yeah. Uh, leading up to uh, many other powerful fights they'll have together. He is still a child. He's a normal child. He's made some mistakes, and God knows he's got a shitload to learn about life. That does not mean that I'm going to let you send him to the type of school whose whole reason for being is to make him follow orders by instilling fear. He thinks the world owes him a fucking living. What could have given him that bizarre idea? We tried it your way for 15 years now with the Barry Brazelton and the validating his feelings. And that fucking school did the same thing. And what a surprise. He thinks the world runs on his feelings. Well, he's going to go learn to be a man. I will not send him to that place. Oh, no, fuck that. Allow me. Barry Brazelton was a pediatrician and a parenting advice columnist. Basically, what Tony's saying is, is that you raised our kid from some guy's side column, weekly mm-hmm. side column. And look at she what did. and look at where it got us. She coddled him. The Italian son always gets coddled. Cut to Jackie's funeral. Polly jumps on the sit-down request again. A lot of balls. Mm-hmm. AJ's totally spaced out. Kind of already talked about that, but maybe he's thinking about this potentially being his funeral. Now, it kind of makes sense. Two days before the Super Bowl and nobody shows up. What was the message? What is David Chase doing? Is it Jackie? Is it the coincidence? I just think it's reality. Nobody gives a fuck? Nobody gives a fuck about Roe anymore. Ralphie doesn't even care about Roe. Like, Ralphie's already moved on. It's so sad. In this episode. so sad. It was, it's so depressing. Do you think Junior gives that dig to Tony as, like, you're a shitty leader because you didn't get everyone here? Remember when he says, oh, they'd be, like, filling up the rafters if if the kid had died no matter what he did? Good point. I think that was just a little if dig was, at Tony. If I was the f- boss of this mm-hmm. family, I would have made sure everybody pays their respects. 100%. And then he's like, oh, get off the phone, like, trying to recover. Good point. Good A little low blow. Yeah, no, it is. And he, that's what he is. Junior's all, all about Junior, too. Mm-hmm. Polly's all about Polly. Junior's all about Junior. Cut to Janice. Uh, she gives Russ Cosarelli a CD to be played at the funeral. Any meaning there? Was that her music? That was so good because she's like, oh, it looks like Tony Matola. You know who Tommy Matola is? Tommy Matola is. 
He's not fucking interested no. whatsoever. He's married to she's Mariah hus- Carey. Yeah, she's hustling at a funeral. Yeah. Uh, Gotta appreciate that. Have though, you ever bit. done something like that for your own music? Have you ever given out your music to people? You know what? Your Those own promo? stories are actually some of the most incredible stories ever. Fiona Apple has one of my favorites. She chased, she rented a golf cart. She went to this like fancy country club, wasn't allowed on. She stole a golf cart and followed, like found the A&R on the golf cart and gave him her demo and that's how she was discovered really it was like her friend's dad and she knew where he would be and like drove a crazy golf cart to go give him the tape and the rest is history and the rest is history have you done something like that? i've done something like that not for music but for when i worked with tony k i just showed up at his house and and kept buzzing till he and his wife answered and i was like hi i'm here to see tony k and they're like we don't have anything on the books who are you and i was like i have an idea and he's the only one that can shoot it and then he he opened the door for me Christopher apologizes. Tony walks away. Very much the same way that he treated Ralph's apology. And also very much the same way that he treated Richie's kind of apology. If you piss Tony off, he lets you know about it. Do you think Chrissy really is genuinely like, you played this smart? Do you think he really agrees with that? No, because I'm looking at it from my eyes of like Mm -hmm. me being a wannabe Chris. (laughs) I feel like he's really bitter about all of it. And he's just trying to bide he's his time. He's the boss? Yeah. Got it. I don't think he's sad. I don't think he loves... Because he said, I loved you, man. Mm. That's a very deliberate choice of words. I loved you. Yeah. Which means I do not love you anymore. Yeah. And you can't unsay that. Totally. Right? Yeah. Been I in relationships. I that was past him. You can't right. ever say to somebody, I don't love you anymore. Yeah. And then tomorrow say... Just kidding. Yeah. If you go that far to say it... You can't unsay those things. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the funeral makes Carm realize things about AJ. Later at home, she says, let's try it your way. It's very classic Carmella playing the game, towing the line. Cut to the sit down uh, regarding Polly's 50 G's. Potentially one of the top five lines mm-hmm. of humor. You're late. Well, tomorrow I can be on time. But you'll be stupid forever. Hey, hey, sit down. Shut the fuck down and shut up. Furio falls. (laughs) Furio's kind of like a, it's gone from like a powerful, dominant hitman enforcer to a kind of a klutz. But that's what's so great about it. And it's so Italian. Like one little inconvenience becomes this exaggerated, like, I mean, he got shot. That sucks. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. a big... I mean, maybe yeah. let's not downplay that. Yeah, he I shouldn't walk. call him a klutz. Yeah. <laughs> he got shot in he the balls. He got shot near the balls, yeah. <laughs> and he's using a cane and he slips on a puddle. Like, it sucks. You know, he can't He can't do his job. But the way he's walking yeah. with the cane... And he's so extreme. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot. And the fact that he can't speak Italian, the fact that he's from New Jersey... I love makes that. Him better. It makes me have a he, huge he crush on He a great job. Polly gets screwed, though, right? Yeah. Why he, do they screw him like that? Because... I think it's Polly. as simple as Polly doesn't earn shit. Yeah. He wants to keep his earner happy. You're going to feed your racehorse or you're going to feed your fucking stag? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. And uh, to use the pun, even though we're kind of like foreshadowing the future, it's like you, you want to keep your top earners happy. Yeah, Polly's kind of like unwind, un, unraveling a little. He's kind, He's of, kind of like the crazy old uncle you just got to keep around. He, he totally is. You know? Cut to AJ's military outfit. I hated when Carmela said if I was... if. If I wasn't married. It made you uncomfortable, Tom. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it made me uncomfortable, too. It's not too. funny. It's I would not... never say that to a child. Would you say that to your daughter someday? No, 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 no. 
Never. Yeah, it's just, I might say. I know she meant it like sweet, and yeah. then he looks handsome, yeah. but like it creepy. The, I would I would express the sentiment, Oedipus, yeah, but not that way. Yeah, yeah no it, Oedipus. No Oedipus. No Oedipus. Um, he faints. I know. We learn that it's fucking genetic. My son has panic attacks. Now, obviously, we can't send him to military school. Pediatrician said. He's got that putrid, rotten, fucking soprano gene. Melfi, I'm not a litigious person. Tony says, I'm not a litigious person or whatever the fuck. And I think we've talked about this, whatever the fuck. Whenever yeah. he puts, whenever he doesn't know something, he tacks on a whatever the fuck, yeah. which gives him instant credibility totally. or I will kill you. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Like, what I said is right yep. or you're dead. <laughs> okay. Love that. Verbum Day never told the parents about the first panic attack. Which is kind of an interesting little subplot. Maybe next season there's a lawsuit and maybe right. that's going to be a plot point if you're watching this for the first time, right? It's also cool that we saw that and no one else did. Yes. I like that. And we can't send him to that place, Tony says. How are we going to save this kid? Which I love is a quote that. that you mentioned. Ironic given what just happened to Jackie. But I think the easy fix is to send him to a very expensive private school in the hills, which is what they're going to do. Yeah. Cut to Jackie's coffin. Yeah, this was hard for me, this scene. I cry every time when Ro really? when Ro freaks out. Oh, when I don't Ro know freaks why. out. Yeah, it really gets me. I just get completely overwhelmed. Like, ah! She's she was hysterical with uh, Ralphie in her kitchen the last episode. Yeah, that was a little bit more emotional for me. This was a little uh, theatrical. But uh, I mean, have you been cinematic. to an Italian funeral? No, no. Oh my god, it's a lot. And I think the fact that Carmela didn't cry. And was trying to be so stoic. Like, that hit her. Like, her, you know, Rosalie's burying her son. And that's, like, what was her trigger, where he said, let's condemn his body to the ground. Yeah. And she freaked out. And I think that's when Carmela, you see her, like, just kind of not even know where to look and not know where to go. And I'm like, I can't even imagine. Condemn is a strong word, though, mm -hmm. too. That's what condemn they said. Condemn the body condemn to the, the ground. Condemn the body to the ground. That's very dark. Catholicism, man. Why is Polly running? I, gotta <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. I don't know. What did they all tip him? I mean... Well, there's a theory that Polly is involved in, you know, Polly turns. And if he turned... He basically kind of... Well, I'm not going to talk about what happens yeah, next. I mean, the, but, but remember when pussy... Got a remember when loose, loose lips. What I'm saying is... I'm going to go back to stuff we've already seen. We saw pussy in the in the Bing or Satrials mm -hmm. and the feds come into a bust and he runs. <laughs> okay? Remember when he's jogging in his yeah. tracksuit and then he gets caught by the police? This was very similar. Yeah. Okay? We're going to find him in the can at the beginning of next season, season four, episode one. I watched ahead just to get ready. It's unrelated. Mm -hmm. So it makes me feel like this, if he did flip, yeah. this could have been one of the times when. Right after he's made peace with the fact that Big Pussy did. FBI makes arrests. Who is the man standing behind Ralph in Rose's house when they get back from the funeral? Looks like Alfred Hitchcock. <clears throat> it does. I I don't know. Who is that guy? I don't know. He's probably someone in the in the crew though, or in the cat or the writers or something. But he was very like in the shot. Do you remember after Livia's funeral when everybody's in the living room giving messages or thoughts and yeah, prayers? Yeah, yeah. There was that. There's a man that comes down the stairs, yeah. a slender man who looks yeah, like David yeah, Chase. Yeah. This guy was not a slender man. This one guy looked like Alfred Hitchcock, but yeah. it was the same kind of feeling. A guy like a who presence. wasn't supposed to be there. It was a presence. 
and we don't know who it is. And I'm not going to get any satisfaction on that today either. If anybody has any really good yeah. theories about who it is, please let us know. Meadow to Jackie's sister in the kitchen. Jesus Christ, some loyalty. Mm. She wavers a lot, Naya, but she always puts on a brave, defensive public face. This is why I think you are onto something with her being a good mob boss. Because she has her own little personal temper tantrums when she needs to. I mean, she definitely acts out at Vesuvio's, but she keeps it together here. She knows who really, how this happened. We already heard her talk about it. But yet, for the sake of the family, she does the right thing. She's all about the family. Mm -hmm. And there's never been a, we've never seen her get coached up on it. Mm -mm. It's an innate leadership. Yep sensibility. Mm -hmm. Polly's giving T the cold shoulder at Artie's. Again, Paul, I mean, this thing with Polly's real. A child. He won't take a drink, just like Ralph refused the drink earlier this season. Symmetry, right? A lot of yeah. repeat lines, a lot of repeat moments. Really cool thing about the season finale. He talks to Johnny Sack outside. I don't stick my beak in. Johnny Sack being outside. Yeah. He's not sticking his beak in, he stuck his whole body in. I know. Okay? Like, yeah. come on, man. Uh, you think Tony plays favorites like that? Pot stirring 101. Baiting, yeah. Right? Take that bait, uh, You said something last week or the week before, gaslighting. Is yeah, that, is, that gaslighting. A, is that what this is? Yeah. Okay. Kinda. Kinda. Kinda? Okay. Yeah. How is Carmine? He asks about you. Get the fuck out. Okay? Come on. Carmine doesn't even know where his socks are in the sock drawer, yeah. okay? This is why it's so cool, though, because you you know we know Tony plays chess so well, and then here's someone else who plays chess just as good, and soon we're going to see them play against each other, and that's amazing. Well said. Johnny Sack is... I had a conversation about this with somebody. Outside of Tony, he's... I don't know. I don't want to say he's my next favorite character, but yeah. he's oh, right yeah. up there in the conversation. He's got Exceptional a, performance. He's got a chess set in his backpack, too. That's true. I like that. <laughs> Uh, Janice hugging up on Ralphie at Artie's from out of nowhere, but it tra it translates into season four. Uh -huh. So she he's already left Roe. Has he on the curb? I don't think he's left her yet. Not not yet, but not twenty four hours after she put her son because Roe is there. Oh no, she's Ro not there. She's, she's not, not there. there. She she's doesn't go there. to Vesuvio's. She doesn't go to Vesuvio's, but not twenty four hours. Not same day after. What's the word, term? Committing the mm -hmm. child to the ground? Condemning. Condemning the child to the ground. He's already moved over to Janice Soprano, which is a subtle little show. You'll miss it if you don't pay attention. They're probably doing drugs in the bathroom, though, honestly. That's why I think that they connected. That's where it comes from. Uh, junior, I beat cancer, and now I'm going to beat the can. It's a great line. Cut to Carm looking nervous. Yeah. Again, Carmela's like, what's going to happen to me? Remember this when we talk about season four, episode one. It's one of the very first things she wants to address. Right. What's going to happen to us if you die? Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not forgotten. It's so good. Uh, Artie looks at Aid kissing Chris and other past tie-in. Right? We're wrapping everything up in a bow, but we're not going to get the bow treatment because David Chase is going to motherfuck us like he's prone yeah. to do or want to do meadows storm out and running into the street is very reminiscent of another later episode which we talked about I'm not going to tell you which episode but people that have seen the show know exactly what i'm talking about the shot of tony looking back at her has no storefronts that save vesuvio mm. you see a chinese food place you see a bunch of other stuff but you don't see vesuvio that was kind of a bother bothersome production thing for me interesting um but the outro music, yeah. do you know who Edith Piaf is? Of course. Was that her? Uh, I don't think it was her. I, there's like a whole 
diatribe about that whole outro situation of like why does the overlay of music start coming in and yeah. what are all the meanings and there is a list of what all the music is i have it actually um it sounds like it's the pr- proper way to pronounce her name i just read is edith piaf she has a very like yes wow man love you and rose yeah Listen, David Chase gave his opinion on the music. Uh, Let's read from the master himself. Everyone loves a good cry, Mm. and I don't mean to denigrate funerals or death. It also has something to do with entertainment, filmed entertainment. Music can be used so manipulatively. And Junior, who is the most selfish character in the cast, which is kind of a surprising statement, Mm. to be honest with you, is pouring his heart out didn't mean a thing, David Chase says. Didn't mean a thing? Didn't mean a thing. Just to wallow in the moment, pop music, he said, is so abused and overused, manipulated, and employed in the service of the devil. It was to give the audience a laugh about how they are being manipulated every day. Amen. Wow. You're supposed to be sad and you wanted to be sad and you wanted to be emotional because it was the funeral. But him playing the music is basically a way to turn that part of your brain off and say, hey, you know what? You're being manipulated. I just manipulated you, but I'm in the in the same swift movement that I manipulated you. I'm going to demanipulate you by making this feel ridiculous. I can identify with that for sure, because I used to fight all the time about performing in places with my family. Because, like, to me, I would never get up and sing. And everyone would always be like, get up and sing a song. Like, do if it, it was a funeral, it. I had to sing at my grandmother's funeral. Yeah. And I really didn't want to because I'm the opposite of junior where I don't like attention on me. And, like, everyone's like, oh, it's so beautiful. Everyone's going to be, like, so loving when you sing it. It's like, it's not. But it, it, it distracts and it manipulates. it manipulates. It completely does. It's a strong word. It's, but it's very accurate, so much sense. very accurate. And when I read that, I decided I had a whole thing that I was going to like say about the ending and like the music, but he basically answered the question and was like, I'm kind of just fucking with you because yeah. the whole thing to me is a little ridiculous. You know, to be honest, it was not my favorite finale. I was mad. I'm mad watching it now. I can imagine when I was done with it, like for the first time, I was like, that's all we get for the finale. Yeah. You have to look back and recognize though that you got a more faux and you got uh, to save us all from Satan's power. You got a bunch of really yeah. good episodes at the end that kind of, and you got Pine Barrens, but this kind of was underwhelming. What did Vesuvio mean to you? Well, that was like, I mean, it's underwhelming, but that is all there is. We're all just stuck in a fucking decent Italian restaurant listening to someone sing egregious Italian ballads. Like, it's kind of like, I wished we had gotten more closure, but that is what it is. Like, you know, Chrissy and, and Aid, Artie's pissed off, like... I felt they were all stuck in this shitty limbo. This is just their lives. This is just what it is. And and Meadow couldn't take it anymore. She had to leave. She's like, this is such bullshit. Like, But she comes back. She's stuck too. Like, She's back. Your hell hath no fury like the family. You are what you know. As far as you get away from them, you still can't, you know, can't cut, can't cut blood. Yeah. No, I mean, Castaway, he goes, <laughs> takes a long journey. Five years. Yeah. He comes back home to a woman that... Don't See, want him no more. I think, I'm without trying to talk about what happens to AJ, I wish he had gone to military school. I think oh, it would have made a very big difference. Yeah, wh- they couldn't, they can't send him there because of the panic attack, they mm-hmm. say, right? That's the thing. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that was kind of like swept under the rug. Yeah. Yeah. That school would have been good for him. Uh, he would have, it would have saved him. The core. The core. The core. The core. 
Naya, thank you so much. Thank you, Vic. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.